Lord, you're the judge of the whole world and our assurance is the fact that you've died for us and judged our sin already at the cross, O King of Glory. We pray that even as we sojourn on and uh, Father trust in you, that we shall learn safely. But above all, our prayer is for people that haven't known you yet. May you redeem them, uh, creating a desire within them to cross over to you, O King of Glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed and believed. Amen, 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 amen. I blessed morning, my friend. Uh, today we are reminded of um, um, the God who judges sin, or Israel, and um, uh, Israel's sin, and uh, the character or nature of the God who judges them. From my childhood, this um, judgment or reality of judgment has ever been so present in our midst, such that it is not something that we can simply forget <laughs> at all. I must have told you before when uh, I was a young man and I was often told by my father to work on sun tables. You know sun tables? And then your friends come and your dad has told you to work on a sun table, build it. You know, he has taught you before how to do it. And then your friends come and they're taking you away to play football. And they convince you and they're like, ah, ah we are many. We'll come back and work on the thing. We are many. And then they give you the assurance and you go and you're busy playing football. <laughs> Three, four. And then you remind them, friends, we have to build this sun table. And they're like, ah, ah, tulibanji. Ufayo chinawe. Four, five, five thirty. You remind them, friends. We have to work on the sun table. They're like, we are many. When we go, we are going to simply, you know, rush into the thing and we are done in a couple of minutes. Six, six thirty, and then you're leaving, and everyone is like, ah, friend, you, you like you can see it is actually late. So <laughs> we have to run back home. But listen, listen, this is what you can do. You, you, we, we, we can kind of blindfold your father in the spirit. And then they told me, these guys are funny friends. We need Christ. These guys told me some kind of divination. They, they told me you'd have to go and find blackjack. You know blackjack, Sere? Put it here, get a pod and put it here at the back of your, your, your backhead, at your backhead, and then go and tie a grass thistle by the road, and then walk back home claiming, Daddy, I've blindfolded you, and you cannot remember my case and my failure, and you're not going to beat me. <laughs> but when you got home, you could still beat you. Friends, the reality of judgment is something that is so obvious, so real in our presence, and you cannot deny that. And this thing is within, is within us, and you know that when someone commits sin, they're actually aware that they've committed sin. And oftentimes when you go home, because your father had authority over you, I mean, he still punished me. He still punished me, and this kind of thing did not work. Friends, God's judgment is not something that we can go against. Now, I want to summarize a message here that is entitled, that is entitled, Israel's sin and the character of the God who judges them. Israel's sin and the character of the God who judges them. Um, Amos chapter 5, verse 8 to the end, I think that is about to verse 25. I'm not going to be reading every verse in this passage, but you can follow up. Uh, where you are. And I'm going to summarize this message. Why? Because um, uh, the messages that we've been doing before uh, basically carry a lot of what is in here. Uh, three or four main themes filter through here. One, one we get to look at, at the nature or the character of God who judges Israel. Two, we look at Israel's sin down here. And uh, then three, 
we look up we look at the inevitability of the judgment that was coming to them and then um and lastly uh, we look at um yeah we look at uh, the, the the fact that uh, i mean god is going to judge them but somehow there will be a remnant and that is basically what you see filtering through here uh, in, in amos chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 effectively here it says he who made the a plates and orion and uh, changes deep darkness into morning who also darkens day into night who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out onto the surface of, of the earth the lord is his name you see that verse 9 it is he who flashes forth with destruction upon the strong so that uh, destruction comes upon the fortresses basically here uh, he's connecting um, what we saw yesterday but uh, initially he starts by pointing to the lord or god of israel now when you look here but what he basically does is he tells you that god has made each and everything in other words god created each and everything and therefore it is under his hand you see it is under his hand then secondly at the end of verse 8 he says the lord is his name but what he uses there the name lord there basically means yahweh the redeeming covenant keeping god so he says in as much as he's a god that saves us he's a god of power and authority what amos means here he says look here israel you cannot escape judgment from this kind of god one he's not a god that is a circumvertingly coming into a judgment with anger you know with anger for the sort of um uh, like maybe he's simply getting into a bout of anger he's simply getting annoyed no he says yes in as much as he judges he's the same god that redeems you and has made a covenant with you and he has created each and everything these birds that fly he turns the night into day and day into night he's in control in other words what does he mean he is a god whose judgment you cannot escape and secondly he is a god that is justified to judge friends this is the god who says in isaiah 43 11 that i even i am the lord and there is no savior beside me it is i who have declared and saved and proclaimed and there was no strange god among you so you are my witnesses declares the lord that i am god in other words no one can get you out of the hand of god if it is time for judgment secondly no other mercy can save except the mercies of the lord that is what he's basically saying there you see in zephaniah 3 11 he says he is going to judge all the gods of the world he's going to judge them so that is the point that is making friends you cannot escape the judgment of god but the good thing is in the same breath he also mentions that he is the redeeming covenant keeping god so let's run to him no one can save us out of the hand of god let's run to him while it is still day like romans puts it then in verse 10 he mentions the sins of these people he says they hate him who reproves the who reproves in the gate and they abhor him who speaks with integrity he says these men the leaders of 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 israel they hate people who walk in humility they hate people who speak the truth when he speaks of the gate like i told you earlier if you go to books like esther chapter 4 uh you're going to realize that in the gate that is where judgments were made offenses or cases were judged so they are saying they hate people who speak the truth mm -hmm. 
and uh, therefore because you impose heavy rent on the poor he also says that you exploit the poor you do not exercise justice and you're also into divination in other words god's judgment is justified friends god is not going to come and start judging people in vain what he actually means there god's judgment is justified like they're exploiting the poor and yet these poor people are very close unto the lord they're also not exercising justice and yet god is not happy about that kind of thing the word of the lord says in uh, proverbs 19:17 that one who is gracious to a poor man lends to the lord and he will repay him for his good deed god cares about the poor god cares about uh you know the 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 morally uh, uh the, the the socially vulnerable and, and you know he cares about all these sort of people so he comes and he judges them because of that kind of thing next what we realize in this passage is that no one can escape the judgment of god <laughs> look at um verse 18 here he says alas you who are longing for the day of the lord for what purpose will the day of the lord be to you it will be darkness and not light as when a man flees from a lion and a bear meets him you hear that you're jumping from the flying frying pan to the fire or goes home leans his hand against the wall and the snake bites him in other words there's no way to escape the judgment of god but finally friends we people that have christ jesus as lord and savior have a way of escaping this judgment and have already escaped this judgment in john chapter 5 and verse 22 friend the lord teaches and uh, tells us that um, uh, god is not going to judge except through christ jesus listen to what he says in john 5 22 for not even the father judges anyone but he has given all judgment to the son so that all will honor the son even as they honor the father he who uh, does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him friends i want to wind up at that point are you struggling in your life with some kind of sin just know that no one can escape judgment the judgment of the lord two just know that god knows every offense everything that is going on just know that all that is happening and lastly the only people that can escape this kind of judgment are people that are in christ jesus i want to encourage you friends no matter how big your sin seems to be before you as long as you're in christ jesus your sin is wiped out i wish the entire world could get to understand this this is where i pity people that are abiding in religions like islam uh, in religions like traditional worship and stuff of that nature let me tell you there is no way out in that kind of thing and i speak with all love friend i'm not attacking anyone here people don't want us to speak about this kind of thing but i want to tell you it is us who love you people that don't want us to mention this are people that don't love you there is no way out except if you're in christ jesus the right of acts saint luke in acts 4 12 he says for there is no salvation in any other name except the name of jesus christ in islam for instance they teach you that do a lot of good such that um allah will look at your good and then forgive you but i mean we are essentially corrupt every single human being david speaks of this in psalm 51 and he says in sin did my mother beget me you see that and you see people who say we are going to uphold the law and we are going to be able to fulfill it the bible nullifies all these ways he says in romans 5:20 that the law came that sin may abide 
but he gives us good news and he says the more that the sin sin increased the grace of god uh, you know increased even the more friend you're not going to be good on your own because the average man being the very best has their righteousness as what filthy ranks no, nothing else is going to save you what are you going to give to god friends let's turn to the lord this is the god of israel who knows Israel's sin, and likewise, he knows the, uh, the sin of the entire world. He is the God that is in charge, knows each and everything, and therefore is going to judge. He doesn't just judge out of emotion. I've showed you that in as much as he judges, he's the same covenant keeping, uh, and he is the redeeming God. And therefore, a time is going to come when he's going to judge the entire world. The way for you to escape this is to accept Christ Jesus in whom are the, 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 the offense of the world is going to be judged. May the Lord bless you as you think about this. God bless you.